And welcome back to another episode of Old Fashioned Workin' Whiskey, a f- old-fashioned podcast featuring myself, Jason Courtney, and as always, my co-host, Olin Hyde. Glad to be here again today with you. Yeah, it's another great day. We've hit a little bit of a, a cold spell, right, uh, just before Easter. It's been a nice little uh, last-of-the-season cold snap. Yeah, so if you took your plants in, make sure you... Uh, Take them back out after Easter. That's the rule, right? Your grandfather taught you? That's it. The old farmer's uh, wisdom was you don't plant before Easter. Don't plant before Easter. So, well, we're enjoying some uh, whiskey today. We've got Doc Swinson's Alter Ego Triple Cask. A little bit about this bottle that was hand-selected by Olin was uh, 47.9% alcohol by volume which makes it a 95.8 proof. So not the highest we've had, but it's certainly up there. It's a good, good uh, proof point to be at. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So this is bottle number 2854 and it's Doc Swinson's, which something cool about Doc Swinson that we didn't know prior to purchasing this bottle and doing a little research is that there are three guys that taste all the whiskey that comes through there, right? Scott and Chris and... There's uh, Jesse, Chris, and Steve that Jesse, Chris, taste and Steve everything. Taste every whiskey that comes through uh, Doc Swinson's, and then they decide how to bottle it with their tasters. And this specific bottle was in a uh, sherry and cognac cask. So it's a straight bourbon whiskey finished in sherry and cognac cask. And uh, Olin, why don't you tell them how we're enjoying this drink today? So today we are uh, enjoying this bourbon in the form of a gold rush, which was a suggestion sent in by uh, one of you amazing listeners. So it's uh, two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of honey, and one ounce of lemon juice all mixed together real well. And we've poured it over a nice ice ball and uh, I'm enjoying it. You seem not to like the tartness of the lemon quite as much. So I typically only drink whiskey sours when I'm already drunk or on a beach somewhere. For some reason, they're really good on the beach in the sun. So it's taking a little getting used to, but it, it is delicious. Um, I like the blend of sweet with a little tart, but it still has that kick of a, you know, a higher proof bourbon that's, you know, like I said, yeah. it's, a, it's a good overall flavor. And as someone who has been a beekeeper, uh, we are using Layton's Orange Blossom Honey. Not all honey is uh, created equal. And they have their true. own little flavors to it. So we went full citrus on it with the Orange Blossom Honey as well. Local here to the state of Florida, right? Yeah, so down in Haines su- City. So support our beekeepers. So that is uh, important to me as a beekeeper. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're diminishing in count. As a matter of fact, I did not know this until our trip last year or the year before, but that they actually truck bees around the country to help pollinate cities. And I saw a truck. Yeah, headed, I remember. <laughs> I saw a truck just the other day headed out, and I was worried because there were quite a swarm of bees following the truck. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if the net's loose or. Yeah, so, yeah, they uh, uh, the beekeepers uh, don't make most of their profit from honey anymore. It's the commercial beekeepers ship them around the country. So, like, right now, a lot of the bees are headed to California for the almond blossom. And so they'll be there uh, through uh, now, probably wrapping up, getting ready to head somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, they do a big part in the uh, spring for the almond blossom. Now, do you know this because of being a beekeeper or do you know this from being a horticulturist? I, I did not know. Well, I 
as a horticulturalist, I knew that beekeepers rented out bees to farmers. I did not realize the extent of it until I became a beekeeper. Okay. Okay. Well, now, now we all know a little bit more about the bee society, right? <laughs> so beekeepers are important. They make uh, flowers look beautiful around the country. They give us some of the plants that we need. And, and a lot of the things we eat wouldn't happen without bees. Yeah, Almonds so. is a prime example. Yeah, so we're grateful for the bees, for this honey, for the Doc Swinson's alter ego. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sit back and enjoy this while we talk about people. So, we've discussed on a few different podcasts people being important and and things of that nature, but we want to dive into that a little deeper today. Uh, one of the things that we want to talk about is purposeful recruiting. So purposeful recruiting doesn't mean like, hey, we're advertising and hopefully people apply. It doesn't mean that you are like out handing out business cards. It's intentional. Like, you know, someone that you're trying to recruit or you've seen someone perform, right? Like it's, it's like these schools. Um, I'm a big sports fan. Uh, we won't get into what schools because that'll create a whole separate podcast. So we'll, uh, we'll discuss sports with high school going into college. These, these kids are getting recruited. Some, I think I saw a top seven prospect for 2031. I'm pretty sure the kid's still in elementary school. So it's one of those things where, you know, it starts really early, but these schools start pursuing these kids relentlessly. They're yeah, they're watching their stats, they're watching their video. Uh, it's it's like you said, it's purposeful. It's not by accident. It's not like we'll wait until they are graduating and we'll we'll host a combine to see who we want. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen until the pros. These kids are pursued from the very early age. I won't say that they're. Um, persuaded with any gifts because that could be considered uh, a violation of ncaa that rules. may change soon uh you know there there's some things bubbling there yeah i think their ncaa is in a uh, meeting with the supreme court currently discussing the amount of money they make off of these amateur athletes yes brett kavanaugh uh, has released some statements that seem to indicate that he's in favor of the college athletics getting uh paychecks yeah, so I am I am for that as well. The only drawback that I see is you're going to have an even greater divide, right? So there's already a great divide between schools like Alabama and UCF, where Alabama has hundreds of thousands of dollars just spent on what the student athletes eat. Yeah, I mean, between licensing deals and booster club and everything else, they've the got a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Texas, the University of Texas is another one. It's one of the richest programs in the country because of the oil money that flows out of that school. And so it already gives them an, a little bit of an edge or a competitive advantage when you start talking about being able to play these, pay these players. You know, UCF and USF and Temple and these, these schools aren't going to be able to keep up with some of these schools like the University of Florida that has, you know, Fred G. Levin law center right who's a multi-millionaire from here in pensacola that recently passed that probably left some money to the university of florida and yeah. you know they're able to build things like indoor you know training centers I'm sure there's a significant endowment there under absolutely, his name <laughs> absolutely so some of those things aren't fair but 
But if you if you it's just like the schools, like if you wait on you rest on your laurels, right, you're going to be behind the pack. And it's, it's the same thing in business when we talk about building a team and the people game. It's almost the same as a high level leader, like you've got to have that same mentality of I'm going to be scoping out the talent constantly and, and trying to bring the best in. Absolutely. You know, uh, Chris was on a couple of episodes and he mentioned that he called me the poacher because I, I am intentional and it's not always a great thing. There, there are good ways to do it and bad ways to do it. And, uh, I try to do it correctly from now on. Uh, not that I did anything illegal or quote unquote wrong, but just not above reproach. Right. So try to change those, but we've been very intentional. Uh, Matt told you the story of how I went and had lunch at steak and shake and sat down with him and Simon and I were, uh, we were at a restaurant on nine mile road and, and when I talked to him and I talked to Olin all the time, right? I mean, it wasn't a, a no. once a year conversation. It was, Hey, whenever you're ready, we've got a spot. Well, and anytime we have a, uh, opening on the horizon or we're like, Hey, we need to add a position. That's almost our first conversation is who's in our network that we've had our eye on that we want to bring into the organization. And I, I know there's been times where, we haven't had somebody on the bench, so to speak. We hadn't been as intentional maybe recently. And we pull up Facebook and we're just scrolling through our friends list. Like, who do we know that would be a great fit for the company and for this position? So we recently brought my dad on board, not because he's my dad, but because he's a great leader. He, uh, he'd been at Walmart for, I think, 26 years, and they decided to make some changes with scheduling that just weren't going to align with his and my mom's idea of what they wanted as a family. And so when he's know. uh, as your dad, obviously he's not a young guy. As we talked about trying to climb the corporate ladder, like he's he's beyond that, and the idea of you know crushing away and just slaving away, so to speak, you know, yeah, to, to make that I is think not he's a sixty-eight. You know, he's done twenty-six years with Walmart, started part-time unloading trucks, retired from there as an associate manager, or yeah, um, so working a. 50 or 60 hour manager week at Walmart just was not. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he was doing four tens. He loved it. And it just wasn't that, like I said, the schedule change was not going to work for them. It was fluctuating weekdays, weekends, days, nights, overnights. It just, it wasn't, wasn't going to work for them. And I immediately thought like, Hey, we've got a position, right? He's great with people. He's been a substitute teacher. He's prior military. He's disciplined, right? He's committed. He's got a great work ethic. Where can we put this guy to work? And we found a spot and, uh, his supervisors already told me several times, you know, how great he is and how happy he is to have him. Well, we, you know, we've been a little bit on the cutting edge in our, our business. And, you know, as an example of a great, um, people recruitment here and being intentional and purposeful, we, we use some robotic vacuums and he has taken our production of those to, uh, all time highs. Like we, and in fact, we're, we're a industry leader in our usage of these robotic vacuums in the world, in the world, um, set in the record, set in the record. And it's in a large part attributable to him and his work ethic. And Hey, we've got this process in the system and we need to make sure we're maximizing it. It's all I hear about at family dinners is these <laughs> dadgum robots, right? <laughs> they name them all like his in his building is is James from 007 because he's in building seven and 
I got to hear the story from my mom and from my dad about how the he got stuck on um, a doorway and he thought he was falling off a cliff and sent a text message. So he he's loves it. He's ate up with it. He was dedicated to Walmart. He's dedicated to us. It's that kind of intentional recruiting. Um, you know, I had talked to Don Coleman three or four times, you know, not anything like super, hey, we want you to come work for us. But like, hey, I'm impressed with you. And yeah, like, hey. I'd love to have the opportunity to bring t- you on board. Talked with his son a few times. And like, finally, we, we he was ready to make a move. We were in a place to make a move. And, you know, Matt wasn't sure at first. But after meeting the guys, like, dang it, Jason, you've done it again. You got you got <laughs> another great one. Let's, let's go. And he's been with us, uh, is he over a year? Over a year. Um, I think this fall will be his second year. Yeah. yeah, it seems like just yesterday. But once again, another intentional like, hey, this guy recognizing talent and then saving it for later, right? Not necessarily, hey, I've got to have you right now or else I'm going to find somebody else, but planting those seeds. And and we've, I mean, we've all said like you've done a great job of looking out from the organization and saying who is out there that is a great individual that we may not have a spot for yet, but we want to get them on the bench and bring them to the team. But as a company, that's not been the only way we've been successful with bringing not even the primary way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when we look at some of our, our management, it's been promoting from within. Absolutely. A lot of our promotions happen from within. I think last I checked, and this is not up to date as of today, but I think it was somewhere around 80% of our supervisors or managers had been promoted from cleaner and newsflash that that used to be me right i was yeah. a cleaner once upon a time so anything's possible you know and some of the things that we do to encourage that are the rewards and recognitions right and we don't do it well enough this isn't us tooting our own horn yeah i mean we just talked about this in our quarterly huddle as a leadership team that we could be doing much better on hey good job hey we appreciate you as an employee like we have a, a an official rewards and recognition program and for a while like we rolled it out with big fanfare and made a big deal out of it and then it quickly kind of lost some steam and we recognized that and it's become a part of our weekly staff meetings of hey what have we done to recognize uh, people through this uh, program and then again like monday we had another conversation of hey we're doing that but we still probably aren't doing enough on a weekly um, or daily basis of just letting our employees know that hey we saw you doing something good and we appreciate it yeah you know because that recognition i mean people love that people love to hear that they've done a good job you know sometimes it means more than a little bit of extra money is just that being celebrated in front of people um i remember growing through the ranks one of my favorite gifts that i got from mark was a stadium seat because i used to go to a lot of the baseball games and I do now, but I get to sit in a different seat that has a seat now. <laughs> it used to be bleachers, but now it's a nice stadium, and we're we're really happy with that. But, you know, and it was an office pride stadium seat. And I was like, oh, man. It was advertising for him, right? But it was for me. It was, hey, he wants me to, you know, represent office pride. It was a, a, a token of pride. Like, yeah, it meant a lot more than if I'd have got the $20 that he probably spent on the stadium seat. Like, and we've we've tried to live that out through several ways of doing rewards and recognition with our employees. I mean, I, I can remember 
often like we've we've gone to conferences and we we have that benefit of being in the leadership team of we get to go away and learn and invest in ourselves and then meet vendors and get swag. And a lot of times we grab this swag and bring it back, not with the intention that we're going to enjoy this swag, but that we want to give it to our staff as a, Hey, like we appreciate you. And we appreciate that we get to go away to this conference and not have to worry. Is the business going to fall apart or is it going to run smoothly while we're gone? That's never a, uh, uh, I mean, it, it probably was in your first few trips uh, yeah. when you guys first started it and you and, and Simon bought it and you were getting things going. But now, like, that's not even a concern is because we have such a great team that we've built that we don't have to worry about when we leave to go to a conference. It, are things going to run smoothly? Yeah, and that's not a concern at all. And for us, it's one of those things where like Pete, especially for me, and I, I truly believe this is for our team, but I'll speak personally so I don't speak for other people. People are what matter, right? People are, it's the reason we do what we do, right? Some people think that it's for ourselves or so we can become rich. And like, I don't try to disguise we're not hurting financially, but at the same time, we're not taking everything out of the business like we're, we're leaving it in to build things um we talked about the the good news from tuesday's meeting you want to share that yeah so our staff were extremely impressed that so we as a responsible company put into a savings fund every uh, month to build up hey if something happens and you know I, maybe something like a global pandemic possibly where those don't happen. <laughs> you know, it's like, are we going to be able to pay our people? Are we going to be able to take care of them? Uh, and so we do have a, a good little war chest uh, savings fund that is there. And it was earning, I don't know what <laughs> point, point one, five or zero one, five percent, essentially nothing sitting in the savings account. And so we had gotten to a point where we've been contributing to it and felt comfortable to take some of that money and not necessarily get rid of it. Or like you said, pull it out of the business for ourselves, but Hey, how could we better invest this than it simply sitting there and, and gaining zero interest on it. And so we had a former employee who was an operations manager for us, helped us in the early days in a lot of ways, grow the business and was in a spot where he necessarily wouldn't have qualified for a mortgage on his own. Um, and he didn't really even approach us for this. I think you, you kind of had the brainchild and approached him with the idea, but, uh, we wrote his mortgage. So we are the mortgager for him on a new house that he just bought and closed on last, uh, month. And so that was an exciting thing that we were able to share. And it, it was exciting to our managers to see that, Hey, we actually do care about our people, even if they're not currently working for us. Absolutely. I, I talk with almost all of our former managers. There's a few that left disgruntled that I don't, but you know, I, I've bumped into Matt Pinardo a few times. I've bumped into Sam Crumb, you know, some of these folks that, you know, Sam texted me the other day with like, Hey man, you remember this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that <laughs> well, we, and we've even had lunch with, you know, former manager. And I, I think that goes to show our commitment to our mission statement here is, you know, to positively impact people in workplaces. And we, we bring that up often in our conversations of, is this positively impacting our, our people? And we had a manager who was worried that they were leaving us and we were going to be upset about it. And 
I remember specifically telling him, like, do you feel like this move is a step up for you? Like, is it a positive impact on your life? And he was like, yeah. I was like, well, then we're happy for you. Like, that's all we want is that you're moving up and on into better things. Not that we're, you know, the worst, but we're a stepping stone in a lot of ways for some people. And we're okay with that. For sure. And it's, it's one of those things that you can't just talk about. You have to demonstrate. And I feel like we have done a good job of demonstrating that to our people. That's one of the reasons we have, you know, some, some people like next, which, you know, we don't know when these air cause we, we record a couple here and there and then record them. But so in next a week from Monday, we have an employee that hits their 10 year anniversary with us. Like that's, that's as long as I've been with the company and she's, she's great. Like we've got a certificate printed up. We're going to take a cake and, like I'm going to be there to celebrate with her. Cause it's a huge occasion. We've had an employee, um, I'll say her first name and not last, but Mary and everybody that works for our organization knows who Mary is because we always talk about her. She's been with us 15 plus years. I think she's working on her 16th year now and, and never misses a day, which is super impressive because we're in a very high turnover industry. We're minimum wage part-time. We're not, as a frontline employee, we're not the most, uh, um, I, you know, we're not the best job. Like we're not what people are looking for to pay for their bills, their mortgage to grow and to, to build a family with like, we're, we're that stop gap. We're the, on the way to my next job where, Hey, I'm trying to pay down a bill or I need a little extra money, but we're not usually somebody's career. So to, to be with us 10, 15 years, is extraordinary. You mean it's not glamorous to be a janitor? You know, some people in our neck of the world would say that cleaning toilets is not glamorous. Yeah, it, it's frowned upon on some people, but it's an honest living. In, and like it's a, something everyone appreciates. Absolutely. Especially after the pandemic, right? Like, yeah, we saw a huge surge of calls coming in. Hey, we need to have our office clean. Like, yeah. Like, what have you been doing this whole time, you filthy animals? <laughs> well, that was, you know, we, we were proactive back, uh, well, a year ago um, and sending out to our customers, hey, by the way, here's how we've already been taking care of you all along. Like, you may not have even realized it, but here are some of the things we were doing that protected you from this to a degree. Like, here's some things we could do in addition if, if you have concerns and want some extra service done there to help you. But yeah, I mean... That is uh, more than anything else through this pandemic. I know people are like, oh, we talk about getting back to normal, but this is the new normal. And for us in the cleaning industry, the new normal is people actually realize that what we do is important. Before it was the only time they realized what we did was when we messed up. Missed a trash can, God forbid. Right. Or, uh, hey, it doesn't like it looks like all you did was pull the trash and put blue stuff in the toilets. So, like yeah. it doesn't look like you did anything else. And now there's a, an awareness that, Hey, there's much more to cleaning than trash in the bathroom. Absolutely. And so as we talk about people and these things, I want an issue, a challenge, right? I, I want to ask you as the listeners, if you are in charge of a company, what are you doing for your people? If, if you're not doing something, I challenge you to find out a way to do something quickly people matter more than, than the business. I'm telling you right now, if it weren't for our people, we would not be in business. If it weren't for the great people that we have, we would not have grown the way we've grown. We wouldn't profit the way that we profit. People are everything. And unless you're demonstrating that to them, you risk losing them. And I, so I want to challenge you. 
if you are a listener that isn't in charge of a business, but you work for someone or are a part of a company, look into that and find out what are they doing for you? What do they, do they show their value? Do they show your, their appreciation? Is there someone there that, you know, is the people driver? And, and if not, you know, unless you're just in love with what you do or, you know, you're making a great living and don't want to risk it, I would challenge you to, to find somewhere that does. There's so many great places that love their people, um, that, that take care of their people. And in today's economy, it's, you know, <laughs> like the people game is everything now. Like, I mean, we have this conversation on a daily basis almost of how do we make sure people know that we care about them because they can go get a job anywhere right now anywhere you can walk out the front door into a homeless camp and like i mean they're probably employing people there like it's crazy they're every sign we pass it's hiring 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 right not interviewing not you know accepting application hiring hiring tomorrow at four yeah. hiring monday at four like come in and we will hire you right like if you can pass a background check and a uh, credit score application, like we will hire you, but those, like those things are just the basics, right? If your company isn't showing you that they appreciate you, if they're not showing you that they love you, if you don't feel that, then, then look to make a change, look to, look to find a place that will, because they are out there. Absolutely. So yeah, it's, it's the people game is everything. And it's, it's, it's not just one thing. Like you said, it's not just posting an ad. It's being intentional. It's looking outside of the organization and seeing, man, that's a great guy or gal that I really want to get in my organization. It's, Hey, we've got however many employees, like that's a talent pool already that, you know, like this is a, there's no question mark about their work ethic. Like you've been able to observe it. And if they're a great employee, it's like, why not open up the doors to them to say, Hey, here's an opening we've got, here's something you can do uh, to move up and on and to better things as one of our employees. And then stop and take a little bit of time, spend a little bit of money even to say, Hey, you've done great work for us. You've made our organization and our company healthy and profitable. And we want to recognize and appreciate that. That is one ROI I can guarantee is, is investing in people will always pay off. So it's been a real pleasure talking with you today about people, the real thing that matters. I'm Jason. This is Olin with old fashioned work and whiskey. We'll see you next time. Thanks for participating. 